The Cardinals managed to avoid the sweep after Mr. Undefeated Dakota Hudson shined again on Sunday, and the Major League debut of Drew Rahm is happening tonight. This is Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Hatford, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou and a lifetime Cardinals fan. And I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio and the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We're also available on YouTube. If you haven't been there yet, make sure you find us, like, subscribe, comment, interact with us. We love all of the comments that we get each and every day, even the good and the bad ones. It's it's okay. Put them all up there. Hit the notification button so you know when new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Today's episode being brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. First off, congratulations to Jose Oquendo and Max Lanier on joining the Cardinals Hall of Fame. A great honor, obviously. It's always good to see the guys all together walking around in their red jackets. Although they probably were not loving the fact they had them on yesterday. It was so hot in St. Louis. But, um, you know, every time you see him, it reminds you of uh, all the all the great teams and all the great times that we've had uh, over the years with Cardinal Baseball. They've produced some great teams in the past. Hopefully, uh, we'll continue to produce some uh, really good teams here in the future. This year, not one of the ones you want to remember. In fact, this is one of the years we're going to try to forget, probably, like much of the series against the New York Mets. For the most part, that four-game series was not a whole lot of fun to watch, was it? I mean, if you're a Cardinals fan, three out of four, you were not enjoying what was going on there. But it is what it is right now with, with the season in Cardinal baseball because we're we're in a transition period. I mean, you've got some good guys. You got a lot of dudes that are hurt. You got guys that got traded. And now you got prospects who are all coming up. So there's this transition going into 2024. Uh, Thursday, you got a strong start from Adam Wainwright, who continues to try to get to win number 200. Heck, he's still trying to get to win 199 still. Unfortunately, he gets out by former Cardinal Jose Quintana on Thursday night. So that one falls to the wayside. Friday night, you get the excitement from uh, Mason Wynn making his uh, debut with the Cardinals, which was really, really cool. Uh, Zach Thompson had another solid performance, spends five innings, allows two runs on six hits. Uh, the One of those, the solo shot to lead off the game. He punches out five while only walking one. Um, you've got to love what you've seen out of Zach Thompson so far. I mean, he's a positive thus far after the trade deadline since getting recalled from Memphis. Whether he's starting or relieving, he, he genuinely has looked good in either role so far doing it. So that was really cool. Uh, yeah, the weird... Pete Alonzo throwing Mason Wynn's first major league hit into the stands, which at first looked very intentional. Did it not? I mean, come on. Did it not look like he kind of did that on purpose? But with the way he reacted after it happened, how he reacted after the game, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and just say the dude screwed up. The dude, I, I don't know how smart Pete Alonzo is. I mean... He looks like a big, dumb animal, doesn't he? Like, he goes out, he mashes baseballs, 
and he is like seems like a very simple guy. And maybe he just screwed up, you know? I mean, it makes for a fun enemy when the Cardinals play the Mets now, which is always nice. You always like to have that one guy on the other team that you could just boo mercilessly, and maybe that'll be that guy for the Mets from here on out. Um, But I genuinely wasn't thinking that he did it on purpose after the fact. And and in return for this brain fart uh, that he had, he sent Wynn an autographed bat and a bottle of Don Julio 1942 tequila and uh, said, quote, I I just wanted to send him something because I didn't want him to think about anything. It was a pure accident, a stupid thing, but I just wanted to send him something like, hey, I'm sorry for doing that. I wish you well and hope you have a great career. So, it appears that whole situation is squashed, but feel free when Pete Alonso comes to town next year to to boo the hell out of him. That, that's totally fine. Now, if he would just quit hitting bombs off the Cardinals hitters, that would be even better. That would be a nicer gesture than a bottle of tequila. But I'm kind of curious, where do you guys feel like Pete Alonso stands when it comes to the most hated players uh, as, as far as a connection with the Cardinals now? Uh, most hated players in baseball. It used to be. Um, What's his face? Uh, I can't think of his name off the top. Uh, Castellanos. Remember with the Reds and Brandon Phillips with the Reds? Cardinal fans hated them. Now, now who are we rooting against? Is it Pete Alonzo? Is he the guy? Um, let me know in the comments uh, down below or on Twitter uh, how, how strong you feel against Pete Alonzo after uh, doing what he did to Mason Wynn's first hit, which, by the way, he got the ball back. Everything's cool. Uh, the game on Friday was close until the seventh inning. Mets played five. Cards lose seven to one. Not a lot of fun. Saturday, the Birds get embarrassed uh, 13 to two. Miles Michaelis has a terrible game. Four and two thirds innings, seven runs on seven hits. Two of those were home runs, including a grand slam by Daniel Vogelbach. They, he, <laughs> Michaelis is, I'm sorry I laugh already, but Michaelis' record fell to six and nine. Nice. Uh, but yesterday, there was just a different energy to the team. You know, watching the game, coming out of the gate, Dakota Hudson was firing, looked good early. Uh, an extremely hot day at Bush Stadium, as I mentioned. They had some jump from the get-go, and it started with Dakota Hudson and uh, how, how good he looked, like, right away. Once again, Dakota Hudson on the mound, went out, did what good Dakota Hudson does, and that's throw strikes, induce ground balls, and more importantly, and I will continue to say this over and over, not walk people. It's so important for him to not pe- uh, put people on base. It's important for every pitcher, but Dakota Hudson clearly has struggled over the years with his control. Ali talked about uh, being good Dak after the game to MLB.com's John Denton saying he's had several starts in a row now where it's looked good. He knows what's going to give him success. There are going to be days where some of these balls find holes and it's not going to go his way, but not allowing free passes is going to be important to him. And using the slider is going to be important for him. And I think he's done that consistently the past few starts. And he has. He's throwing more strikes instead of being his own worst enemy, which is normally what gets him into trouble. He's now allowed just four walks at his past three starts. That's fantastic for Dakota Hudson. Over five and a third innings on Sunday, he allows two runs on five hits, one of them an absolute nuke (laughs) into big back lane by Alonzo. But he had just two walks. He strikes out seven. Kind of hard to argue with those results, man. Those are pretty good. You'll take that. Um, Denton points out that some of the deeper analytics suggest that Hudson's success has been somewhat fluky. 
However, he ranks in the 39th percentile for average exit velocity. He's in the 18th percentile for hard hit rate, while his fastball velocity and fastball spin rate uh, are both register below average. But sometimes the stats don't mean everything. You know, we've gotten to a world now where stack cast and all of these different numbers, like baseball's always been a numbers game, but it's gotten so much worse over time. And sometimes the results speak for themselves. Like, uh, why question it? Uh, he's now 5-0 and on the year. And in the month of August, he's 4-0 with a 3.75 ERA with 19 strikeouts and seven walks. He's allowed five home runs, but not a lot of, you know, with a lot of guys on base because he's not walking as many. So just 10 runs total over 24 innings. And again, for a guy that's fighting for, you know, the fifth spot in the rotation next year, at least we're hoping that's what he's fighting for, that they go out and get somebody else to kind of make, you know, send some of these guys down the line a little bit like Matt's and Michaelis, make them a three and a four. Uh, But a guy that's likely fighting for that fifth spot, you're going to take what he's doing right now and you'll be okay with that. Even if his record was like, Two and two at the 3.75 ERA as a fifth guy in a rotation or even a sixth guy, you're going to take that. Offensively, the team hopefully has snapped out of their recent funk. They ripped the Mets for seven runs on 15 hits on Sunday. Paul Goldschmidt had three of them, including a two-run pop off the facade of Big Mackland, giving him 20 home runs on the year. That's the 10th season in his career that uh, he's hit that mark, so Matt, Mr. Consistent, right? Um, you had that killer catch from Richie Palacios, uh, who robbed a home run by DJ Stewart in the second inning, which also fed to the energy that was going on at the game because there weren't a lot of people in the stands. Uh, first off, because the, the team was 16 games under 500 going into the game. Second off, it was like 100-something degrees outside yesterday, and it felt like that. I mean, it was so hot yesterday. Um, but Palacios got things moving uh, energy-wise by robbing that home run, he adds a two-run single in the Cardinals' four-run seventh inning that put the game away. Uh, Mason Wynn had, had his first uh, uh, two-hit game as a major leaguer. He got another infield single where he showed off the wheels, but then got a legit line shot to left field, 102 off the bat in the seventh inning. And I pointed out on Twitter, and I didn't mean for this to come off like it sounded where I was like being a jerk, but... I pointed out Mason wins three hits in his first three games is actually the same amount of hits that former Cardinal shortstop Paul DeYoung had in his entire Toronto Blue Jays career. And I guess it is kind of a dig at, at Paul DeYoung, but I was just, I just happened to pop up at the same time. I was like, oh, three hits. Oh, DeYoung only had three hits, and I just wanted to put it out there. We'll have more on DeYoung getting DFA'd this weekend after Toronto activated Bo Bichette uh, a little bit later on in the show. But um, yeah, I, I, I certainly didn't mean it to sound like a jerk towards Paul DeYoung, but he did struggle. Uh, the ballpen, uh, they they do their part on Sunday. They allowed just uh, a, a one run over three and two-thirds innings. So far, I'm becoming a John King fan, man. He drops another scoreless inning in a third, strikes out two, uh, showed a lot of hustle on the one play over at first base, six appearances, one run, four hits, three strikeouts, no walks. You know, the bullpen needs to be remade. And uh, John King, so far, I feel like he's earned a, a chance to be a part of that next year. Uh, Cardinals win this one 7-3. to three. Something else uh, that stood out to me that I'm noticing, now that you're seeing more of the youth in the organization filling up the roster, you're starting to see the energy that they can also bring as well. And the more that uh, you see guys like Wynn and Palacios 
Baker, Walker obviously contribute, the more you're going to see that in the dugout. I, I just happened to notice it when they were, uh, you know, putting a couple of rallies together because these guys, despite the record of the overall team, they're living their dreams right now, man. They're all excited and thrilled to be up in the major leagues. You know, you've got Arenado and Goldie and these veterans who have been there a while, and they're just kind of like, oh, such a miserable experience being in last place. Wow. These kids are just like, I'm just happy to be here, man. They're bouncing around and having a great time. So uh, I hope we can get some more of that same energy tonight when another Cardinal prospect will make his major league debut. We're going to talk about him next on Locked on Cardinals. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with great deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee you can stop stressing over the tickets and how you're going to get your hands on them and instead start getting excited for all of the uh, fun and cool experiences that you're about to have. You don't have to plan months in advance. That's not a problem. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the events. It doesn't matter. You're an hour ahead of time. They're sitting there waiting for you. Uh, they've got exclusive flash deals where all are always nice as uh, you know, some people will have tickets and then, they're like, oh, man, I can't make this. You know, something happens, and then they put them up there. Quick flash deal. We'll get rid of them quicker. So, uh, And that's available for all sporting events, football, basketball, baseball, and then the concerts, the comedy, things like that. Uh, the game time guarantee also means that you'll always get the best, best price. If you, if you find tickets in the same section and uh, the same row and they're for less money, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Send directly to your phone. You never have to dig through emails anymore. Snag the tickets without the stress, and you can do it with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. The Cardinals battle the Pirates tonight, just a half game behind them in the division. I feel like that's something that this team is still fighting for, not to be in last place. Uh, you can catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. Again, thank you to uh, all of you who make Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. Comments, again, leave them on YouTube. Leave them on Twitter. They're always welcome. We want your feedback. I want your feedback at all times. I know it's tough to be positive this year. You know, we're seeing a lot of negativity in the comments just because the team keeps losing and there's really no hope. But I'm excited about seeing these kids play. It, it really does make the games more enjoyable, even if the team is losing. I, I get excited to see the next Mason win at bat or the next Luke and Baker at bat, who I'm still hoping <laughs> can put up something at the major league level. Still hasn't taken off yet. Uh I really don't want to eat my words on Luke and Baker. I really hope that he could start um, hitting like he did at Memphis real soon. But the Cardinals will have another guy on the mound tonight making a major league debut, and that's rookie left-hander Drew Rahm uh, as they continue to dip into the Memphis pool. And why shouldn't they? You know, most of the guys at the major league level are are hurt or tired or dealing with an injury. And in my opinion, it doesn't hurt one bit to have these guys continue to come up, see some big league uh, action, get that experience when – there's nothing else to really play for this season. You know, uh, this is not an organization that's put together to win AAA championships. We're put together to win major league championships. And I know some fans hate the idea that these guys are coming up and maybe they're not ready yet, but 
and I and I get it, but I, at the same time, I know you want to win every day. But the best thing for this organization right now, over these last few weeks, is to honestly be evaluating what they actually have in their system, so that we aren't living through this hell again next year. And that's what this is. I, I hate that this is how this year has ended up, but we've got to make the best of it. We've got to use the time wisely. So letting these guys play is the right thing to do. Matthew Libertor uh, dealing with what they called back discomfort after lifting weights. Just wait until you're in your 30s, Mr. Libertor. Uh, back discomfort after lifting is just what life is, to be honest. But because it wasn't a major injury and, and all indications are He's fine. They, they, it's just something that the Cardinals wanted to be cautious about. They decided to push his start back to Wednesday. So it's going back just a couple of days. He'll throw on a Wednesday instead of tonight. And Ollie said this about the injury, that uh, Libby was no throw for two days in order to let it calm down. So we'll just push it back two days to allow him to get a bullpen in and then still be ready for Wednesday. So it, it, nobody seems to be panicking about it. So that's good. But what's exciting is what's going to happen tonight instead. In his place, the Cardinals will have Drew Rom making his Major League debut. And uh, unfortunately, I do not have him in a Cardinal uniform and stuff yet. At least I, I can't legally steal a photo from somebody else and put it up there. So in his place, you got the Cardinals uh, with Drew Rom in his old Baltimore Orioles uh, outfit here uh, on the YouTube page. But Rom was part of the deal with the Orioles for Jack Flaherty, along with Cesar Prieto and Zach Showalter. He'd had a very inconsistent and, frankly, disappointing season until the Cardinals traded for him. Um, with Baltimore's AAA affiliate, he was 7-6, and six, which isn't bad, but the ERA over 5 at 5.34. As the strikeout rate that you love to see at 10.5 per 9, but the walk rate, this is the problem. This is what you don't want, 4.8 per 9. And for a guy who is uh, known for... Really, his accuracy. Like, it's not like he throws 99, 98. That, that's not his game whatsoever. It's about pinpoint control, and he just hasn't had it this year. But since arriving in Memphis, he's been a monster. Uh, he's had two fantastic starts in his first game against Durham. Five innings, two runs, one earned on one hit. That was a solo home run. Ten strikeouts and just two walks. Talk about a debut. My goodness. And then in his second game against Norfolk, Almost as good. Six innings, no runs, one hit, eight strikeouts, two walks. Maybe the second game was better, to be honest. And uh, you know how it is. We've heard about this before, where a change of scenery um, can sometimes do guys some real, real good. You know, like they they just get out of wherever they were before, and they they take off. Like Hennessy Cabrera is doing that in Toronto. He's been, he's been really, really well. Again, we'll talk about the axes uh, a little bit later in the show. But, um, you know, change of scenery. Maybe the guys at Memphis or the guys in the Cardinals organization, they traded for him, saw something that just needed a little tweaking. And um, whatever it's been, he's been dominant since the, he's come over. Goes from a top 20 prospect with the Orioles. And then remember, they, they re-ranked all the prospects after the trades and stuff. And Ron was outside of the top 30 for the Cardinals. Yet now he's in the big leagues. Does it make sense? Not really. It's a strange and mysterious world that we live in. But uh, on Rom's promotion to the big leagues, Ali said this. He's got some swing and miss, which is exciting, and we get to take a peek at it. So I'm looking forward to it. And that is really the fun part uh, about 
this appearance tonight is that there are no real expectations. You know, the expectations aren't that he's going to do what he just did in Memphis over the last two games. You know, is it, is it for him to come up and just whiff 10 Pirates tonight and uh, just be dominant. But there's a possibility that he could do that, come up with 10 Pirates. And that's what's exciting. Or he could get shelled. <laughs> but at least you'll get to see some more of the talent that the team has had getting a chance at the major league level, right? You know, we've talked about Memphis. Like, I find myself retweeting more stuff from the Springfield team and from Memphis just because I'm excited about the youth that they have. And these guys are going to be a part of how the Cardinals fix everything that went wrong this year, whether they're on this roster or they get traded for guys who are going to be on this roster. They're going to be a part of this. But Walker, Wynn, Libertor, Palacios, uh, Zuniga, Thompson, Baker, most of them have had a decent amount of success at AAA, and uh, now we're getting to see if they're going to be a part of the Cardinals' future in 2024. Or is it best to move on to find other options? So this is what they're using the last few weeks of the season to do, and I couldn't agree more with it. We're going to check in on the former Cardinals, the X's, as I like to call them. We'll do that next on Locked on Cardinals. The Cardinals are back on the road to face the Pirates tonight. Battle for the basement. And you can catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. So if you didn't hear the news and you feel bad, but Paul DeYoung, Blue Jays DFA'd him this weekend after they activated their normal starting shortstop, Bo Bichette, from the injured list. And to put it lightly, Paul D struggled with Toronto. Three for 44. All of them singles. That's a batting average of 68. One RBI, no walks, 18 strikeouts. That's almost a 41% strikeout rate. Not exactly what we'd hoped for DeYoung when he got traded to Toronto for Matt Svonson. I mean, we all hoped he would succeed with them and, and do just fine, but um, he reverted back to the worst days of Paul DeYoung in a Cardinals uniform, and that trade did not work out for Toronto, but at least Cardinals got something for him. So far, Svonson hasn't really done much to impress anyone at double-A, but again, he was at A-ball when he got traded, so him moving up to double-A Springfield, that's the next level, so uh, give him a little time to get used to it, but he's given up runs in four of his five relief appearances as an ERA of 8.22 in August since getting traded, so uh, not exactly tearing it up. So um, neither side all that excited about that trade so far. But again, the Toronto side, it's dead and gone. He's going to get released probably because he's been in the league long enough where he doesn't have to accept an assignment down to AAA. So he'll get released and maybe he'll catch on with somebody else. Uh, Jordan Hicks, who also went to Toronto, he's been solid. Nine appearances, eight innings, four runs on seven hits, eight strikeouts, ERA, 4.50. Uh, was throwing 103 the other night in Cincinnati. Uh, Henesis Cabrera, who I mentioned earlier, been amazing for the Blue Jays. Been amazing since he got dealt. 14 appearances, 13 in the third innings, zero earned runs. He's given up three runs, but no earned runs thus far. Five hits, 11 strikeouts, two walks. Change of scenery. Sometimes it just wakes people up. Uh, Jack Flaherty hasn't pitched for Baltimore since getting bombed by the Padres on the 15th when he allowed seven runs on four hits. One of those, the, the grand slam. 
walked four over three innings of work. Some of the ugliest of Jack Flaherty that you've seen this season. He's now one and two for the Orioles. The ERA is over seven because of that game. 7.07 to be exact. Uh, Jordan Montgomery continues to be strong for the Rangers. He's now two and one with an ERA of 2.50 and three starts. Hasn't allowed more than two runs in any of those three starts. Has struck out 20, walked just two in 18 innings. He's been exactly what the Rangers have wanted. And um, if he does well in the postseason, that dude's going to cash in big time. And this this one might be the one that stings. And, I, you know, when we knew we had to trade him, when we knew that they were not going to come to an agreement on any sort of extension before the trade deadline, because he said specifically in spring training, nobody's talked to me. I'm more than willing to talk about extension. Nobody said anything to me waiting until that point of the season. Didn't uh, didn't sit well with one Jordan Montgomery, and uh, he's likely going to make a buttload of money somewhere else other than St. Louis. So this one might be the one that stings the most where uh, after this, we're all like, how did the Cardinals let Jordan Montgomery get away? We might be saying that. Uh, Chris Stratton also been very strong for Texas. 14 innings over eight appearances has allowed just two runs over that time. Eight strikeouts ERA at uh, 1.29. So some of them good, some of them bad, but yeah, that, that's what that's the risky take at the trade deadline. So thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. A, a reminder, again, be sure to catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast for this entire series against the Pirates with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals tonight. The Major League debut of Drew Rom. First pitch, 6.05 St. Louis time. I'm excited to watch it. If you haven't already, please give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. Like and subscribe on YouTube. Help our channel and love for the Cardinals grow. You guys are the best fans of baseball for a reason, and I'll see you next time on Locked on Cardinals. Stay cool out there, man. It is hot.